Welcome to Christmas Eve service. We are so glad that you are here. And uh, we pray that as we sing the carols and hear the scriptures read, light candles, we will once again engage ourselves and, and hear the, the call of, of our Lord and the gracious mercy of our God in the sending of his Son. Let us begin with a word of prayer. Father, during this gathering, as we read the scriptures and as we sing the carols that proclaim Christ's coming, make this an extraordinary time of experiencing once again the wonder and the mystery of Christ's birth and of his entrance into our world and into each one of our lives. We pray this through Jesus. Amen. Tonight is the eve of Christ's birth. The waiting is almost over. The time for God's divine love and light to descend into our dark world is upon us. How does the light of God come to us? God's light comes through Jesus, who became a human being just like you and I, so that he could show us the way back to God's divine love and light. Open our eyes, O God, to the magnificence of your light, our eyes become dim and our hearts become cold to the wonder of your glorious Son. Tonight, help us see clearly. Help us hear perfectly. Help us receive openly through Christ our Lord. A reading from the prophet Isaiah. Nevertheless, that time of darkness and despair will not go on forever. The land of Zebulun and Naphtali will be humbled. But there will be a time in the future when Galilee of the Gentiles, which lies along the road that runs between the Jordan and the sea, will be filled with glory. The people who walk in darkness will see great light. For those who live in a land of deep darkness, a light will shine. You will enlarge the nation of Israel, and its people will rejoice they will rejoice before you as people rejoice at the harvest and like warriors dividing the plunder. For you will break the yoke of their slavery and lift the heavy burden from their shoulders. You will break the oppressor's rod just as you did when you destroyed the army of Midian. Our time of waiting has come to an end. The light of the world has come in human flesh. He is born in a manger. Love cries among the shepherds and angels. Peace coos in his mother's arms. May we live as enamored with this child who is both Savior and Lord as those who bow before him on this glorious night. Amen.
Our first scripture reading this morning is found in Isaiah chapter 9, verses 2 through 7. Hear the word of the Lord. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. You have enlarged the nation and increased their joy. They rejoice before you as people rejoice at the harvest, as warriors rejoice when dividing the plunder. For as in the day of Midian's defeat, you have shattered the yoke that burdens them, the bar across their shoulders, the rod of their oppressor. Every warrior's boot used in battle and every garment rolled in blood will be destined for burning, will be fuel for the fire. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the greatness of his government and peace there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. This is the word of the Lord.
Micah 5, 1 through 5. Marshal your troops now, city of troops, for a siege is laid against us. They will strike Israel's ruler on the cheek with a rod. But you, Bethlehem Ephratah, though you are small among the clans of Judah, out of you will come for me one who will be ruler over Israel, whose origins are from old, from ancient times. Therefore Israel will be abandoned until the time when she who is in labor bears a son, and the rest of his brothers return to join the Israelites. He will stand and shepherd his flock in the strength of the Lord, in the majesty of the name of the Lord his God, and they will live securely. For then his greatness will reach to the ends of the earth, and he will be our peace. This is the word of the Lord.
The angel Gabriel comes to the Virgin Mary. Luke 1, 26 through 38. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. How will this be? Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin. The angel answered, The Holy Spirit will come on you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age, and she, who was said to be unable to conceive, is in her sixth month. For no word from God will ever fail. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word to me be fulfilled. Then the angel left her. This is the word of the Lord.
Matthew 1, 18 through 25. This is how the birth of Jesus the Messiah came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary home as his wife. But he did not consummate their marriage until she gave birth to a son, and he gave him the name Jesus. This is the word of the Lord.
Luke 2, 1-7. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria, and everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and the line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger, because there was no guest room available for them. This is the word of the Lord.
As our ushers come forward, they're going to receive an offering tonight, something we've done for decades. I can remember an offering that supplied a vehicle for the Pocock family in Liberia years ago. And once again, we have a privilege to help. Uh, you may come forward, ushers. Uh, we help people near and far. This year, our privilege is to help the people of Puerto Rico. Many of them are sisters and brothers we know from Wesleyan Academy over the long years of connection with Houghton and uh, also through World Hope to, to families and churches as they distribute needs uh, to the people in need in Puerto Rico. So join me in prayer for this time of giving. Lord, bless these gifts. It's our privilege to share with others. And we pray that our gifts tonight will be able to share and show your love and your peace and your calm to people who've been in great distress. May they see Jesus in all that is done. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
Luke 2, 8 through 20. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in claws and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and had gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorified and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen which were just as they had been told. This is the word of the Lord.
The wise men are led by the star to Jesus. Matthew 2, 1 through 11. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, Where is the one who has been born King of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose, and we have come to worship him. When King Herod heard this, he was disturbed and all Jerusalem with him. When he had called together all the people's chief priests and teachers of the law, he asked them where the Messiah was to be born. In Bethlehem, in Judea, they replied, for this is what the prophet has written. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For out of you will come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod called the Magi secretly and found out from them the exact time the star had appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search carefully for the child. As soon as you find him, report to me so that I too may go and worship him. After they had heard the king, they went on their way, and the star they had seen when it rose went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. This is the word of the Lord. in swaddling clothes born to bind up our wounds all weary souls will rejoice when they hear the good news unto us a child is born unto us a son is given unto a child is born, and he shall be called Emmanuel. in a manger he lies, peaceful and pure. He is the to the world unto us a child is born unto us a son is given unto us 
shall be called Emmanuel. Wonderful Counselor, more perfect than we could dream. child is born and he shall be called Emmanuel unto us a child is born unto us a son is given unto us a child is born and he shall be called and he shall be The Word becomes flesh and dwells among us. John 1, 1 through 14. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify concerning that light, so that through him all might believe. He himself was not the light. He came only as a witness to the light. The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world, and though the world was made through him, The world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision or a husband's will, but born of God. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son, who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. This is the word of the Lord.
Mary, did you know that your baby boy would one day walk on water? Mary, did you know that your baby boy would save our sons and daughters? Did you know that your baby boy has come to make you new? This child that you deliver will soon deliver you. Mary, did you know that your baby boy would give sight to a blind man? Mary, did you know that your baby boy would calm a storm with his hand? Did you know that your baby boy has walked where angels One of the traditions that our family had as I was growing up was at some point during December, my parents would purchase the newest Goodyear or Firestone Christmas album. Some of you may remember that, the 60s and the 70s. I'm not exactly sure why those tire companies were the ones who who made those albums and distributed them, but they did. And they, they were usually a collection of a variety of artists, Barbara Streisand, Julie Andrews, Perry Como, Bing Crosby, 
just a whole list of people. And we would listen to those albums again and again and year after year. And, and in fact, for many of those songs, when I hear them, it's the version we heard on those records that I think about. I remember specifically the 1968 Goodyear record that included on it a song by the, by the English musician Anthony Newley. It was, uh, the song was titled, On Christmas Night, All Christians Sing. And I, I love the lilting melody of the Sussex Carol. I, I loved hearing Anthony Newley's British accent as he sang that song. And in fact, every time I sing it, I try to sing it with that same British accent. <laughs> it's not the kind of song that has the the deep theology of Wesley's Hark the Herald Angels Sing. It doesn't have the broad expanse that joy to the world of Isaac Watts. It, it doesn't have the personal yearning and struggle of Longfellow's I Heard the Bells on Christmas Day. But it is a simple and yet profound word about what we do here tonight. On Christmas night, all Christians sing to hear the news the angels bring. I mean, that really is what this night is about. The Christians gather together, we light candles, we read the scriptures, and we sing. We sing because Jesus is born. We sing because Jesus comes. We are people of joy and hope. We are a people who have experienced the depths of the coming of Christ. And it not only changes us, but it changes the world. The last verse of that that simple carol says this. Well, out of darkness we have light, which made the angels sing this night. All out of darkness we have light, which made the angels sing this night. Glory to God and peace to men forevermore. Amen. On this night when when we have come and we're in this place and it's darkness, we remember the world of darkness in which we live. It was a world of darkness in which Jesus came. His people were were under the thumb of of a foreign people. The people of of Israel lived with injustice and violence and pain and agony, almost as common everyday life. They knew what it was like to live a life under threat. They knew what it was like to suffer. They knew what it was like to go through pain. It is into that kind of world that Jesus comes. And it is about his coming that the prophet declares the people walking in darkness, the people surrounded by all of the darkness of sin, have seen a great light. It's why John writes in the first words of his gospel. In him was life, and that life was the light of all people. But what's fascinating to me is about the coming of Jesus. 
is that it is not, we don't just come tonight to, to celebrate the fact that Jesus has come. We come tonight to remember that not only does Jesus declare himself the light of the world, he looks at all of his disciples and says, you are the light of the world. Let your light shine before others. And this is the calling of tonight. On this night, as we remember what Jesus has done, as we remember the glory and the mystery and the power of his coming as an infant. And we remember that his light has filled us. We also remember that we are called to be people who bear the light. And tonight isn't just about tonight. It's about how tonight affects how we live every day and every night. Because when Jesus comes, he changes things. He changes worlds. He changes people. Like you and me. We're sitting here in the darkness. We have a few lights that are lit. And that helps us, but it's not enough. And the calling of the church is to be more light. To together bring the light of God. And one candle shining in the darkness is wonderful. But what we need is a whole lot of candles together shining in the darkness. Tonight, the light from the Christ candle has been taken to the candles in the middle aisle. And as we sing Silent Night, Holy Night, I'm going to invite those of you who are seated on the inside aisle to light your candle off of the aisle candles. You probably want to pick up the globe to light your candle. It might be easier. And to pass your light down the row, we'll, the ushers will take the light to the balcony. In the shining of the light, as one candle lights another, and another lights another, and another lights another, it is amazing to watch this room now in darkness filled with light. That's what Jesus does. So let me invite you to, to begin to light your candles as we sing together.
Holy Father, may the light of your Son shine in us, that we may lead others to the light and to the life of Jesus our Lord. And celebrating the coming of Jesus, may we proclaim with our words and with our lives joy to the world. The Lord has come. Amen. the benediction, I invite you to extinguish your candles and you can place them in the receptacles, the baskets, in the foyer as you leave. Receive the benediction. May the God of light, almighty God, come in human flesh, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. May he flood your soul with joy and your hearts with love. May you go forth to live in His light, this day and every day. Amen. Merry Christmas.